Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. My name is Mike and I'm here with my veteran reselling friend, Orlando. Hey everyone, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Mike, I'm so glad that we finally got to a place where we started recording our podcast and we're able to kind of, you know, share the knowledge over the last few years. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm that's one of the things I wanted to talk about on this first podcast. Uh, you've been talking to me about uh, selling on eBay for like a long time now. Basically, every time I've seen you, you're like, hey Mike, check out this thing I sold. Hey, I bought these shoes for you know, 10 bucks and I sold them for 150. And, and, you know, I, I, for a while I was kind of confused. Like, why are you telling me, why do you want me to do this too? Like if you teach me how to sell things on eBay or if, if us doing this, teaching other people are, are sharing the, the, the knowledge that we have, um, doesn't that just create competition? So eBay has been along for long, been around for a long time and eBay is still going, and there's still people making money on eBay. And and a few years ago, the reselling community actually took off, and there were all these YouTube channels created, all these podcasts that were created, but there's still stuff out there that you can make money on. And so to me, it's not an issue. I mean, it's kind of like fishing, right? You teach people how to fish doesn't mean that we run out of fish, okay? If we end up, you know, telling people about a certain item, well, those people still have to hustle and get out there and find that out and post it. And the other thing is, hey, the more people are reselling, the more people are selling on platforms like eBay, the more buyers are going to go to those platforms and look for those products. So in the end, it benefits all of us. All right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that. And, you know, I'd have to say you've, you've got me convinced. You've got me convinced that eBay works. Um, I'll share a little bit as we get going about my, uh, my first kind of experiences with eBay right out of high school. Uh, but as I've been doing um, this with you for the last couple of weeks, um, I mean, I've been making money. Like it's good it's, for you. It's working, right? Like I've I've my wife at first kind of when I first told her I'm going to do you know selling this stuff on eBay, she kind of rolled her eyes a little bit and was like, okay. And then now she's like, whoa, like yeah, keep doing this. Right? And I would working. say most people would be like that. You know, I and I'm not talking about eBay is the only platform, right? I mean, we've done Craigslist before. You told me some stories, and there's a little bit of offer up, but. You know, eBay kind of allows us to be able to, you know, spread out what we find and what we sell. But I, you know, it's kind of funny. Years ago, back, I want to say 1999, during the Wild West of eBay, I had a friend of mine in college, my dorm dorm roommate, and he was selling on eBay and making all kinds of money. But I just never, it never clicked. It's kind of strange. He would tell me, hey, Orlando, let's go to Chicago. Let's go hit some thrift stores, let's buy some Abercrombie and Fitch, get some Gap jeans, you know, $3 a pop, and I can sell them for $50. And I would tell Stu, you're crazy. Like, that's not true. And he started doing it. And I remember going up to his attic, and he had all these U.S. priority mailboxes, and he was shipping stuff every day, but it just didn't click. And then I would say probably 10 years later, um, my wife and I would pick up some Lucky Jeans for $15, and and then we'd resell them for about $45, $50. But it never was this thing. And it wasn't until a few years ago that it actually happened. So now it's been, you know, I would say about five years. And now I'm actually doing this full time where I'm telling people like you, Mike, because I care about you and I care about all our listeners out there because there's an opportunity to definitely level up your way of living. Yeah, because, I mean, this this is your job at this point, right? Like you, yes. you make a living doing this. That's that's pretty awesome. And um, I, I kind of want to just share out there for our listeners this is a thing that, you know, selling, reselling, doing this eBay, uh, this side hustle that we have going on here, um, it could be 
a side hustle, right? It could be something where you work on the side, you still have your nine to five job. And, and in fact, I'd probably recommend everybody keep their jobs, like nobody quit their job overnight and start doing this because it takes some time. You've been doing this for years and years, right? Uh, but you can do it on the side and you can make a, a substantial amount of extra income. Oh, definitely. So, you know, it, it's pretty much what you put into it, but you have to understand I'm a full-time reseller, but I was, you know, working for for an institution for 15 years before I decided to go full-time reselling, right? And during, I would say, the last four or five years, I hustled. So I'd put in 12-hour days, and I'd go home, and I'd put in four to six-hour evening sometimes, and every Saturday morning, and I'd go garage selling, and then Wednesday nights, I would hit thrift stores, and then the other evenings, I would spend listing things on eBay. And so this took time. And so I want to let people know, like, this could be a side hustle. So if you want to make some extra money to go on a date night every every weekend, or if you want to make sure that, you know, if your kids are asking you, hey, mom, dad, can I go to the movies, that you have that extra cash? Like, there's an opportunity for you to definitely change uh, the way you've been doing things. You do not have to live paycheck to paycheck. But I would definitely say, you know, it, it's, it's a long game. It, it takes hard work and it takes patience. Yeah, I mean... I've, I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now since you've kind of convinced me to, to do it. And, you know, there was, in some ways, it was more work than I was expecting. You know, it, it is work. You do have to make sure you're actually putting in the time and effort. But, you know, it doesn't feel like work the same way that, that going to work and punching in the clock and, and working a 9 to 5 feels like work. It kind of feels like you're working for yourself. It, you're excited about uh, what you're doing, you have a little bit more energy. Do you, do you feel that same way even now that you're doing this for a living? Oh, I love it. <laughs> so this morning, you know, I had the ability to wake up. I, and I, I got to make sure I get up early because, you know, with this reselling thing, if, if once you go full time, it, it is very much on you. So, you know, you have to make your schedule. You have to prioritize your time. But it was nice, you know, waking up this morning, you know, taking care of a few eBay items, taking my son to school, and then after taking my son to school, hitting some stores and finding product, and then going back home and trying to, you know, sort these products out to list them later on. And then I can, you know, I come here and, and I recorded this podcast and I pretty much own my time. But what I would say, Mike, is it's, it's all about, you know, you have to be in it f- for a long time. It's not an overnight thing. I mean, you know, Gary, Gary V talks about, you know, you got to hustle for a long time, right? W- whether it's social media, whether it's your working, whether your investment, like it takes time and it takes patience to get to where, you know, you want to be if you want to be a full-time reseller. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, going back to this idea of your story of kind of how you got started, um, I'm really glad that I have you now like helping me with this stuff. Um, and I hope that our listeners, some of you out there are, you know, veteran sellers, you've been selling a long time. Uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. Uh, some of you guys are like me and you're just starting out. Like you, you don't know, you know, what to buy, where to buy it, how to list it. Uh, so there's going to be something here for you too. Um, because if you're like me and I think, I think a lot of people have sold things on and off on eBay, whether it's just something around the house. Um, but I remember your story of your friend, that your, your doormate who was selling stuff. I had something similar. A, a person I worked with told me that they'd made some extra money okay. selling stuff on eBay. Okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, I could try this. And, and so I, I remember I had just graduated high school. It was like a year or two out of high school. And I take like 25 bucks, put it in my pocket, uh, and start going to a bunch of garage sales, right? 
And I wasted so much money and time. Why going, do you think you wasted money? Well, I wasted money because all of my stuff that I bought was junk and none of it sold, right? Like, I just, I, I didn't know anything. Like, I, I, oh, this is kind of a cool looking mug or trinket or whatever it is. So would you say you were buying with like emotions, like things you liked? You know, it wasn't even that. Like, I didn't like it at all. I just thought, this is weird. Or, and and I, didn't, I didn't know how to, to research. I didn't know what to look for. Okay. I just assumed hey, if I can get this for a quarter, I could probably sell it for five bucks. And so what I just ended up having was a bunch of totes around my house that sat nice. until I threw it away. Um, but since I've been doing this with you, and, and we went out garage selling uh, a, a weekend ago or so, and we went to a thrift store, and you've been kind of sharing with me some uh, some of the things I should be looking for. And the stuff I'm buying, it's it's selling, right? Like it's not sitting around as long as as I thought it was going to sit around, and, and money's coming in. So tell, tell me about the first item that you found, and you, you you said, hey, you know, I can actually start doing this. Well, you know, I guess to, to, to start with, other than doing the garage sale stuff, I, I just sold a few things that were just sitting around my house, right? Okay. Um, I was like, I'm gonna before I go garage selling, before I go thrift store shopping, I, I just want to get my feet wet in this. I want to see what it's like. Uh, and so what I did is I, I just found a couple of things around my house. Did you ask permission from your wife first before they, you they, put they, were, up? they were my things. Are you yeah. sure? No, I'm positive. All right, stuff, trust yeah. me, stuff she has she didn't care about. She wanted it gone. She, right? she didn't notice it was missing. No, she wanted it gone. She was oh, like, she wanted thank it you gone. for getting okay. rid of this. All right. Um, so I just sold a few things around my house, and that really allowed me to kind of see like what it's like to list something, what it's like to ship something, and that gave me confidence when I was going with you out to the garage sale. Okay. Um, but then when we went out to the garage sale, um, I picked up a few weird things because. Um, <laughs> You know, I you did felt, pick up some weird things. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I felt, I don't want to say awkward, but I was benefiting from your vast knowledge of reselling, right? Like you have the experience, you've made the errors, um, you've, you've a, know a what, lot of errors, by the way. Yeah, and, and so my my philosophy was, um, I'd rather learn from your errors than make the errors myself, right? Nice. So, um, as you're going around, you're looking for stuff. You would tell me like, hey, that's worth money. You should buy it, and it, it was like, um. I, well, if it's worth money, you should buy it because I didn't know it was worth money. Um, so I was letting you get all the things you knew were worth money. Um, and I was learning, right? I was just watching and learning. And then I would kind of look at some other stuff and I was like, well, while he's looking at other stuff, I'm going to look at this. And and so I picked up a few things uh, that I think you were a little confused at, but but well, they sold. And okay, so let's rewind a little bit, right? Yeah. So we, we first talked about why talk about reselling, right? Why share, I guess, quote unquote secrets? Why tell people? Right? And we had talked about that, you know, this is still available for everyone, that it, it, it's not going to hurt. You know, it might create some competition if, you know, I throw out one specific thing or you throw out one specific thing and everybody buys it and tries to post it. But at the same time, you know, when we were garage selling, the things you picked up, I would have never looked at. And you still sold those items. You still made money on those items. So tell me a little bit about those items. Okay, so uh, probably the two weirdest ones that I, I know, as soon as I showed you, I was like, hey, look what I bought. I kind of could see it in your face. So, so the first one <laughs> that was, obvious? it was super obvious. So I'm sorry, man. It's I'm... all right. Um, but I did, before I bought it, I looked them up on eBay, and I knew that they would probably do okay. Uh, so one of the first things I got was um, like this little village set, those little houses, um, you know, maybe you guys... Uh, have like a parent or a grandparent, or maybe you have like at your house um, during Christmas time those big villages that you set up with the lights and the. How did you know about these villages? My my mother in law actually has like a really big village collection, right? Oh, so right. Um, I knew that that they were 
there was money in them, but I didn't know if these were good ones or bad ones. And I looked at the bottom, I saw a little tag. It said they were, uh, I think it was Irish Heritage Homes or something like that. Okay. And so I saw that they were selling for, you know, $15 a piece or so on And they eBay. just look like a bunch of knickknacks, by the way. Yeah, they were just knickknacks. That's that's basically what they were. And I picked up four of them. I think I paid $4 for four of them, so a dollar each. I bundled them together and I sold them for, I think, like 45 or $50. Nice. Yeah. And you charge shipping on top of that, yep, correct? Yep. Wow, that, that's a great find. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I felt really good about that. Plus, I was kind of thinking, uh, I, I, was, I was trying to, to hedge my bets on this one. I was thinking, if these don't sell, they take up very little space, and I could just give them to my mother-in-law, right? Like, she has a village collection. So if I spend $4 and I end up... So I, had, I was a little bit nervous at first. But would you say, now looking back, like, you knew that you were going to make money on this item? Like, you, you didn't have a hesitation, like, hey, you know, this is really bad buy. Like, you feel a lot more confident now than you did years ago when you were buying stuff with your house full of totes of junk. Yeah, I, I think one of the reasons um, I, have, I have a little bit more confidence now is it's so much easier with technology. Like, we're in a very different day today. I remember when I would, I would go to a garage sale, um, you know, when I was right out of high school, and I brought a pad of paper and a pen, and I, I would only go to garage it's like sales. like the 1980s or? Yeah, well, I'm not that old. Okay, uh, all right. Just checking, you know. A, a pad of paper and a pen. We had cell phones. They just didn't have, you know, the internet on like, them. F- like flip phones yeah, yeah, flip or phone, like, okay, phone, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I had to, I, I went to a couple garage sales that were like around my house. I'd write down items. I'd write as much uh, information description as I could about an item. Uh, and then I would... So we're Run talking home. about like MapQuest days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, the, so you had to print out like where you're going on a MapQuest. Yep, yep. And then you go home and then then you type in all that information on the computer and then you're like, oh, this sells for money. And then you go back and then it was the item was gone. Or you'd go home and you'd wow. realize you spent a ton of time writing down information on stuff that didn't matter. Now you can just on your cell phone look at an item. And look at the sold listings, right? And look at what's sold and see like, hey, these have sold for about $25 pretty regularly. Um, they're only asking $2, or I, I might be able to talk them down to 2 or $3 on this. I'm going to make money on this. And think about I don't know. You know, I have a lot of respect for all of you that w- have been reselling for a long time. I would say pre-2007, pre-iPhone, I don't know how you did it. You must have had the eye because now, you know, anybody can do this. In reality, as long as you have some kind of phone, which is touchscreen with eBay app or another kind of app that you could do some research, like you can actually, you know, find items and not buy junk, find items that'll sell. I just, I don't know. You kind of shared with me a little bit pre-2007. I don't know how my my college uh, roommate did it in 1999. He just must have just had an eye. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if you know the items, I mean, it it gets easier as you go because we ended up going to uh, a thrift store also, and I watched you walk through the shirt section, walk through the shoe section, and you were going through the shirt so fast, you could just look quickly at a tag and say, nope, 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 nope. Oh, maybe. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. Right? Like, you didn't have to think about it because you know you have that experience. Okay. Well, yeah, but that took a long time. It takes time. But yeah. but I get to take some of that time off because you say, hey, look at this brand. This no, that's sells. true. <laughs> well, no, and it's kind of like my first experience was weird. So, you know, this was about, eh, I want to say six years ago. Uh, me and two other friends, we, we were watching like Storage Wars and uh, there's another show called Thrift Hunters and all these shows. And we said, hey, what if we did this? What if we each took $20 and we saw how far those $20 went? And we started doing it. And I bought, I remember, I'll never forget the first thing was this, oh, 
old, like, crusty stroller, like, with all these leaves. And I looked it up on, on eBay, and I looked it up on Craigslist, and it was some European model. And I, I bought it for $7 that day, and I took it to a baby reselling shop. And I remember my wife just giving me this glare, like, what are you doing? Like, why, why, why would you buy a stroller? And I remember selling that $7 stroller for $45. Nice. Right? And, and I, it was nice, and it was cash that day. And then the next thing, you know, was a Hawaiian shirt that I paid a dollar, and I remember selling it for $18. And, you know, that, that was huge. I mean, that was, you know, I went out and I took a risk. And so I definitely want to encourage everyone, you, you have to start somewhere, right, whether it's items at your home, whether it's a garage sale, but, you know, make sure you do your research. And we'll probably talk about, you know, the importance of doing research at another podcast. Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Um, cool. So um, let's get back to the thrift store. Sure, yeah. So. Every show, we probably should do some kind of hustle of the week. You think you think that's all right? Hustle of the week. So, so like, what do you mean by that? So I would say, you know, hustle of the week is maybe something you sell for a lot of money that you bought at a low price, or maybe it's a connection you make. Maybe it's somebody you networked with, and now you have somebody that you can source from all the time. Or maybe, you know, you came across a store that's, that's a honey hole. Now, if you share it, it has to be something you're willing to share. Okay, so, I, you know, I don't, you know, and we're going to ask later on listeners if you also can share with us uh, through Twitter and also through calling our, our Google Voice, and we'll share that number with you at a l- later podcast about your hustle of the week. And so t- talk to me about this week. What, what would you say was your hustle of the week? Okay, so this one's easy, hands down. Uh, it was another one of those items that I think was probably a little bit on the bizarre side. Um, you probably were a little confused at. Okay, now I'm remembering. Okay. Keep, keep going. Yeah, so we go into this thrift store, and I was really surprised because um, you're looking at stuff. We're in this little corner, and they had this special going, and a lot of thrift stores do this where, like, certain days, certain tagged items, certain colors. Was are, this when I was in the electronic section? Yep, yep. I was, I was in the electronic section with you. Okay, I'm um, remembering Just this in now. a different corner. No, um, no, you were, like, in the dark corner. Like, you had to move some guitar cases. Oh, yeah. You kind of had to, like, move a guy to the side kind of deal. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta dig, man. That, you maybe needed a hustle. flashlight. That, I mean, that's part of what makes this okay. the hustle of the week, right? The fact that I was willing to get my hands dirty and start moving some stuff and look. So, but anyway, so <laughs> I find this thing that was marked at $70 and it was just a case and I, I didn't know what was in the case, um, but it was the color tag that was half off. So like, it was like two red flags for me, like, okay, an expensive item and it's half off. And by, and by the way, this case was unassuming yeah. and it was dusty. There's nothing about it. It didn't scream, hey, video game console or, or expensive, you know, electronic device. It just was some old case. Yeah, so I see the case, and I'm like, I'm going to see what's inside. And I open it up, and my the first thing I thought it was is maybe like some kind of Star Trek ray yeah, gun that's what something. it looked like. Yeah, it was just this bizarre-looking weird thing that had a claw on it, and I had no idea. I couldn't even read. There was a, uh, a name on there, and I, I was lo- trying to look it up on eBay. Yeah, I remember, like, what are you wasting? I remember looking at you and thinking, why is he wasting his time? Like, that's probably junk. It probably doesn't work. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, it was it, – it seemed – I just, those red flags went off, right? Like, okay, half off, and it's an expensive item. The, 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 the thrift store must have done its research, right? So I kind of was just using that as a starting point. Um, and so I, I'm typing in the name of this thing and looking up sold listings, and when I finally figured out what the name of it was, um, it was this uh, like kind of professional quality skin caliper that is used to, like, determine your body fat percentage. So it kind of, like, it was this, like, gun-looking thing, right? 
and it, it, it like pinches your skin. Is yeah, that what it was? yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's like a claw that like you put on your skin at a certain point, a couple different measurements, and then it would come out with like you know what percentage of your body is fat and how much of it's muscle and that type of thing. So I look it up and I'm seeing that like the like really really nice used ones are selling for like 200 brand new they're selling for like 400 and this one was a little bit you know it was had some wear and tear it wasn't in perfect condition okay but i was like okay i'm going to pick this up for $35 if it's in pretty good used condition it's going to sell for 200 i'm like i'm probably going to make some money on this item Fine. and i did it sold fast yeah, well, how much did you pay for it again? Uh, $35. And you sold it for? I think I ended up getting 150 plus shipping. That's not bad. Yeah, no, it was, I, I felt pretty good. You know? I, I got to tell you, like, and, you know, in knowing you the last, you know, few weeks, it's kind of interesting how, you know, this is June, right? It's supposed to be super slow, but you've been making these sales of all these odds and ends, the little English homes or Irish homes. Yep, yep. And then, and then you have this skin caliber thing, and then... There's a there's a duck decoy thing. Yeah, yeah, I found a uh, it was it, like a semi estate sale slash garage sale, and there was a. And this is back to the garage sale where I was just like grabbing stuff, and you were just like looking at randomness. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I find this decoy duck, and I actually had a conversation with with a coworker uh, a few weeks before about this coworker collecting decoy ducks, and at first, I I didn't know what he was talking about, so I. I I was thinking, like, are you are you a hunter? Like decoy ducks for hunting? And he's like, no, they're these wooden ducks that you know, if it's made by certain artists and craftsmen, uh, they're worth a lot of money. So I see this duck, and I couldn't tell what the brand was on it. There was some markings on it, but um, to be honest, I knew you were kind of in a rush to get out of there because man, you move fast when you go to garage sales. You're like in and out. You can't waste that time. I, I, I think about it. I waste two minutes. The guy at the next garage could have found a GameCube with thirty games. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, no, and, and I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to, um, you know, get in, get out because you know what you're looking for, and that helped me learn kind of the the process of it. But anyway, so I took a little bit of extra time there while you were kind of standing there waiting, and I, I I was like, okay, I don't know what the brand of this decoy duck is, but I know decoy ducks. People collect them. This little wooden duck. I think I might be able to make money on it. And I would have never picked it up. Yeah, I, I, I asked for uh, $2. Or yeah, I offered him $2, and they took it. Um, and I think it ended up selling for like $45. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a crazy ROI. Yeah. Your return was, on investment, I, you know, I don't want to do the math, but it's a lot. Yeah, no, it, was, it was great. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about that one. But it kind of goes to show that uh, one of the reasons I think it's okay for us to be doing this where we're sharing stuff is you've been reselling for years. Right, and you had no idea about the decoy no. wooden duck market, right? And I found this. <laughs> the and so, wooden duck market. Yeah, the wooden duck market. Okay. And so this is like a, a little niche that I found, and who knows, I might not ever find another wooden duck at a garage sale, but but now I know that if I see one, there's a, a chance it could you sell. Expand to your knowledge base. Yeah, and so I, I now I tell you about this. You've told me about some of your things, and since I guess we're doing this as like you know hustle of the week, um, I would say uh, to our, our listeners out there, uh, Tell us your hustle of the week, right? Send us a, a Twitter um, with what you bought, how much you bought it for, what you sold it for, uh, and mention us in the Twitter. Uh, what's our what's our handle there? Our, our handle there is Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter, and then if you also want to find us on Instagram, it's Pure Hustle Podcast, and you can also find us on Facebook at Pure Hustle Podcast and YouTube. And on Snapchat at Pure Hustle Cast, and we'll have all that information uh, down in the description. Great, no, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm going to say this: hashtag 
purehustlecast. Just put that in the hashtag and then just tell us what your hustle of the week is. Say, I bought this, sold this, and if, if you've got some good ones on there, we'll we'll give you a shout-out on our next episode. Nice. Yeah, okay. so. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Wait, I have a hustle of the week, too. Oh, what's your hustle of the week? All right, so... So I, you know, I, I've been doing this for a little while, and and every once in a while, I run into items I have no idea about. Kind of like you know, you ran into the Doug decoy, and and it's kind of interesting. So I want to talk about two hustles. You know, the first hustle of the week isn't really hustle of the week, but I, I want to. I only want to. I was well, so excuse me. I want to express that it's so important for you to network, to be nice with people. You know, always be positive, be upbeat. And, and for instance, there's this one thrift store that I go to. And I've developed such a good relationship with them that I'll show up five minutes before the store closes. And I do it on purpose, by the way. And as soon as everybody leaves, I'll lock the doors and say, hey, Orlando, take as long as you need. And so I'm there. It's just me. I I don't have to, you know, go through people. I don't have to worry. You know, obviously, I don't stay there all night. I'm not a jerk. But I have the ability to to research. And sometimes they'll show me stuff that they're going to put out the next day. And so it's been a great opportunity. And so I have a great working relationship. I really trust them. And so there are these set of speakers. Uh, there are these, I think, about five satellite speakers by this brand, Kef, capital K-E-F. Never heard of them. You know, I've heard of Logitech. I've heard of JBL. You know, everybody's heard of Sony. But uh, this was definitely interesting. And so I looked at them, and, and I, I talked to the manager. I said, hey, you've, you tested these, right? And I said, Orlando, come on, you know us. We've tested all of them. You're welcome to test them again. And I said, no, no, I trust you. So that, that was great. So I picked them up, and they were for $35. And as I did research, I noticed that if I put them all together, I could, you know, list them for about $300. Whoa. Yeah, and so, and I did. So I had them up for 300 or best offer. And I would say in about two, two and a half weeks, they sold for $220 plus $40 shipping. Nice. Right? And that was great. Now, the scary thing about it is, I sent it UPS ground because it was heavier, and it was lost in transit. So I'm like, great. And, and many of you will get scared. You know, you'll send something out, or maybe you, some of you have been reselling for a long time, and you have some horror stories about items that you lost money on. And after three days, it went dark. So, it, you know, there's this investigation that was held out, and then four days later, uh, UPS ended up delivering. You know, the, the buyer set them up, loved the sound, and... Cha-ching, you know, that's a nice profit. I would say if you do the math, I probably made $160 profit. So it was a great, it was a great hustle. Nice. And and I'm glad you kind of mentioned that idea of, of potentially losing money on, on an item because, um, you know, that was one of the things I was afraid about. I was afraid that what if I buy a bunch of items and they don't sell and I've, I've lost money in that I, I purchased it and it doesn't sell or the customer is not happy and it gets sent back and but what I've kind of realized is it, even if that does happen, even if there's that one-off, and I'm sure it's going to happen to me eventually, I, I'm making so much money on other things that, that that's not going to hurt me, right? Like the one item that doesn't sell or that one item that sells and has to get returned or gets lost or, or, or broken or whatever it is, um, I could eat that cost and it's not going to make a, a big difference in the bottom line. Well, the big thing is you want to make sure the customer always is satisfied. And we'll talk about that in another podcast. But in my years of reselling, the customer is always right. And even if I get, I mean, I've had some crazy returns, but I'm not going to fight for every dollar. Because last thing you want is a negative feedback or, or something negative said about you. And, and that could hurt your business. 
And so always make sure that, you know, you are willing to think long-term, right? This is a long-term game. I keep saying that. So with all that said, talk to me a little bit about something you learned. Every week we want to talk about something we each learned and, and you had talked about losing money. So tell me how you almost lost money because you shared a little bit about this. Too. Yeah, yeah, I talked to you about this because this, this is one that I was kind of scared about. I went garage selling before we went, the weekend before you and I went. I went on my own. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I went out and I only bought like two or three items. And one of the items I bought was a like a turntable record player. And they wanted, I think, like $15 for it. They didn't know whether it worked or not. They thought they remembered it working. I was able to talk them down to $3, right? So I was like, all right, this is pretty good. I didn't know if it worked. So I, I take it home. I had to go out and buy a, a record to actually test it to make sure it worked. Uh, but it worked, and I was like, all right, I'm selling this. So I listed it for... I don't know. I, I think the comps were going for like thirty dollars, uh, so I listed it for about that, and um, I think I took a best offer of like twenty-seven on it. Uh, with I don't even remember how much I put on shipping, and and that's one of the things that I'm still learning is like how to really evaluate the shipping. Okay. Um, but I misjudged how much it was going to cost to ship this item. One, <laughs> so tell me, tell me wh- wh- how much. Here's here's what I was doing. I was I was measuring the item and not like the box the item would go in. Okay. And I was weighing just the item or like kind of guesstimating the weight of an item. Like on your hand or something? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you, you put like a watermelon in one and the turntable on the other? No, there was no comparison. I kind of, you know, I just lifted it and be like, yeah, it's like eight pounds, 15, I don't know. Right, so I, it was it was not even not even a watermelon test. It was just a, kind of eyeballing it. Okay. Uh, so that's one of the things I learned. Actually double check how much something is going to cost to ship. So... I go to ship this item. I find a box that it would fit in, and I go to the UPS store because um, it was going to cost too much through the post office, and they were closed. So I go to the UPS store, and I think I charged like $15 for shipping on the item. So I got like $27 for it plus $15 shipping, and the UPS guy was like, all right, it's going to cost you, I think he said like $43 or $48 to ship. And my, my initial thought was, I'm, I'm losing money on this, right? Like, I have to ship this item. The person has bought it. I bought it. Well, for, not only money, like time. Yeah, time. I was, I was, I was petrified. I was terrified. Um, and I, I don't think it probably should have cost that much to ship if I had, have, you know, maybe gone through a different route or gone slower. But or just use like a scale. Yeah, I double checked how much okay. something. So, but luckily, um, I, I have a friend who. Uh, work somewhere where they have a discount on on shipping, and I was able to utilize that discount. A friend? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. It's not that I don't want to give my uh, my resource away. Uh, it's just, you know. I, All right, that's fine. You know, that's fine. We, we can leave it. A friend is selling. We're here to share everything, but with this one, we'll let it go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, so my. Th- it gets shipped, and they were able to ship it to the person like two day shipping for I think like nine dollars. Wow! Yeah. So not only did that, I, that's like cheaper than eBay commercial prices. Yeah, it was amazing. So not only did I not lose money, I actually made a little bit of money on the shipping and, and handling portion. So it, it felt good. It went from like my heart just sank. Right. Like I was like, when he said like forty eight dollars to ship this item, I was like. I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, okay. But you like, know what? Think about it too, though. Even if you lost that money, you still received an education. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ma- maybe not the education you were hoping for, but you're probably never going to do that again. You're going to make sure you take the measurements. You're going to make sure you weigh it. So it was worth that because imagine if you kind of got away with it and it only cost you, you know, 
you only lost a dollar or two, you might end up with another larger item that you kind of play that game and you're going to lose a lot more money. Yeah. So absolutely. it was definitely worth, you know, gaining the education. And I'm so glad it worked out for you. Nice. Yeah. So uh, what about you? What did you learn? Well, so, you know, when you've been reselling for a long time, I don't know if it's arrogant. Maybe it's arrogance, but you kind of, you don't want to waste the time testing out all these items, right? So we're in that thrift store and, and, you know, I'm, I'm finding, you know, we found the GameCube and I found some TI-84 calculators. And, and calculators go for good money. And these were going, I, I want to say uh, they were $10 each. And, and so this, this store actually, you know, was pretty awesome. And you got to experience this. They actually let you go to the back and test everything before you walk out or before I actually pay for it. And so, you know, they had these really junky batteries. And so in one of the calculators, it worked. And the other one, it didn't. But I just like, no, this has to work. There's no way this wouldn't work. And so I just snagged it and I took it home and got brand new batteries, put them in and it still didn't work. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. And I've done this multiple times where I don't want to take the time and effort to test something and I'll buy it. Uh, and, and I've done it with some expensive stuff. I mean, I've paid, I would say sometimes $50 for an item and I'm thinking it's a good hustle and I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get to my next garage sale and I'll just pick it up. And I've lost money. So, you know, the lesson for me is, you know, Orlando, you need to make sure that if these items aren't working, that you don't have some kind of magic power that it's going to start working just because you tried it out at home. So always make sure you test out your items. But, you know, uh, you'd ask me, there was a question you had earlier. You'd, we were just talking. You had talked about what do I do with items, right, that don't work or something like that. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was um, – kind of just wondering like if you, if you get an item and you don't know whether or not it works because um, I got a um, you know a few different things like one was that record player like okay I need to buy a couple pieces I gotta buy a record to check it but like what happens if you buy a um, you buy an item say you buy a, a controller for a game console or you buy a game console or you buy a game for a game console but you don't have the other components you need to test it and, you know what do you do with that well you have three options you can toss it <laughs> You could donate it or you could still sell it. And some items you can actually, you know, take them apart and sell the parts and actually make more money selling it whole and working. I'll give you an example. I bought this set of turntables. I paid, I want to say, $75 for these turntables. They were a Vestac DX2000, something of that. And, and I looked up online and knew they were going for like 1000 a piece. And used they were going about, you know, four to 500 and so I picked these up, and they're part of a huge lot. Like, I ended up buying two tower speakers, a whole bow system, a bunch of bookshelf speakers, and, and I got it all for, like, $375. And, you know, and those tower speakers actually sold in two days. Nice. Talking about a shipping mess. I mean, I made money, but I was scared. And, and that's for another time. We should have a whole episode on scary things to ship. Mm. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> scary things to ship. And then, like, even researching, like, how to research an item – Maybe yeah. even broken items. Like, how do you know for sure whether or not this is the well? Right so, thing? so I, I got these turntables and I noticed that they were made in Japan. So, part of me is worried about the voltage. If I plug it in, will I blow a fuse? So, I went on YouTube and I started looking at other people and what they did, and I noticed that they were still plugging them in. So, I plugged mine in, and sure enough, it kind of was. It wasn't smooth. Like the turntable would stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. And I was like, no, you know, I can still make money on this. So I looked and I typed in for parts or not working or for repair. And, 
and sure enough, people, somebody had sold one uh, for about $150. And so I had two of these. And so I listed them for $400. And I knew in my head, I'll take $200. And sure enough, within, I would say about a month, I was able to sell both turntables for $200 and plus shipping. And so I ended up still making uh, more than double my money. So, nice. so make sure, you know, always, always do your research because you never know. Even if it's broken, it's still worth it to you. Oh, that's awesome. So cool. So do we have anything else we want to bring up before we, uh, we well, wrap this up? we got Bolo up? of the Week. We haven't talked about Bolo of the Week yet. Bolo. What's a Bolo? Bolo. If you're a criminal, they're looking out for you, right? Be on the lookout. But I would say in the reselling world, and, and a lot of you are going, okay, Rolando, why are you explaining this? Uh, but it's items to be on the lookout for. So you're, let me. You're explaining it because I'm, I'm still new. And maybe some of you, you know, out there listening I, are I new know. also. Well, so. so some items actually i'll put this on our social media uh i always say look for sports specific not sports specific team specific uh, items that have logos and i'm talking about shirts or apparel i'm talking about for instance like a wallet one time i found this rawlings wallet and it had a a padres uh kind of embossing on it and i bought it for five and i sold it for 50. Uh, the last two items I sold within the last couple weeks was one was a pair. You remember these shoes? Remember those giant shoes? Oh, yeah. Those were so bizarre. You said they were ugly. Yeah, I guess ugly is probably the the, the word I would actually use. Okay. I'm actually a Giants fan, so I don't know you, how I feel about that. I, the first thing I thought when I saw those is who would wear those? So, the, okay, well. Other than just being a I, fan. I, I but, would wear them. Okay. Along with my Allen Iversons from the, from the 90s. And maybe this will be one of the things we talk about later, like specific items. But I was surprised to see that shoes were even a thing that that, that people bought on eBay. I oh, didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. I would say shoes are a big moneymaker. And there's plenty of people out there that, that share about this. But, you know, I've always found that sports logo specific shoes sell. So these giant shoes were by Reebok. They were patent leather. They had the Giants logo. And I, I believe I paid $12 for them. And they sold for 50 bucks within the week, plus wow. shipping. Nice. I found another pair of uh, Charger shoes. There were some Converse. They had the Charger, San Diego Chargers, well, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers logo on them. Ouch. Sorry for all of you out there in San Diego. I know. I'm, I'm still probably pretty raw. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think I paid $3 for these at a garage sale. And I also want to say, and I'll put it on, the, on our Insta, for about $40 to $50 plus shipping. And so these were, you know, these are easy finds. And sometimes we look them over, but take a look and do your research. Just because I say something doesn't mean that it's going to happen or you're going to make money. And by the way, these podcasts, if you're listening to these six months from now, you know, it may be irrelevant, right? So we always want to make sure we're real with you, right? That we're relevant, right? Would you say relevant? Yeah, relevant. That's good. Right. And then I guess reselling. Wait. Uh Be real and be relevant and be reselling. Got yeah. it. Are those like the three rules there? You know what? Let's make those the three rules. All right. Be real, be relevant, be reselling. Nice. And so think about that with your podcasts. You know, as you listen to them, take note about when they're recorded because you could be listening to one of our podcasts. You stumble across it three years from now. And what we're saying may be totally irrelevant. So make sure to do your research. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons we're doing this, right? Like we're going to be releasing podcasts weekly Um talking about, you know, specific topics, uh, talking maybe uh, about our big finds, things we're, we're noticing. Uh, and then also with you guys sending in to us via Twitter and, and via, you know, phone, um, the things you're finding, it will let you stay relevant because if, if you're not, if you're not keeping up to date, you're going to 
you're not going to know what's selling, what's not selling, what the trends are. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. So I make mean, sure I... you're listening. Like, stay. Don't just listen once and say, "I got this eBay thing." Like, we we all have to constantly be learning. And we all got to grow together. I mean, that's one of the things I really love about the reselling community. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for people four or five years ago who had started their YouTube channels. And a lot of them have fallen away, but there's still some tried and true that are still sticking around. And there's still some podcasts that I listen to that have been immensely helpful. But, you know, they're still staying relevant. And that's very important. So talk to me about your bolo. My bolo. Um Man, I don't know. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say wooden and ducks because who knows if you'll ever see those again. It's a bolo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's one that that I was kind of interested. I, I didn't realize um, how often you would run across new sealed inbox items either at garage sales or at thrift stores. But but I've been finding a lot of just new inbox sealed items that for whatever reason end up at a thrift store or are at a garage sale and. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, and I know this is like a very just kind of a general bolo. I'm still maybe too it's, new it's to get pretty vague. Yeah, uh, but if you're new to this, if you don't, you know, if you haven't been doing this for a long time, um, if you see an item that's sealed, it's in its case, you know, check it, look it up on on. on and when eBay. he says check it, you don't mean open it, right? No, 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 don't open the item. Okay. No, you, you, you've <laughs> got to assume that it's. It's going to be a working. Yeah, you're going to lose a lot of money if, yeah, if you open it. But but check it. Do the research. Check it on um, on eBay. See what they're selling for new, uh, because there's a big difference. There's times I look up an item that I see and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money, and then I see, oh wait, that's new. I have to look at the used ones, right? And so if you can get one of those new items, you make quite a bit more money than you do if they're used. Okay, so let me let me just take it one step more, just so like to be a little specific. So board games, sealed board games. And I would say not only sealed board games, but sealed board games that are specific to something. So for instance, I ran across a Seinfeld clue game. And it oh, was sealed. My, my wife would have loved that. She loves Seinfeld. That's her... That's yeah, her jam. Well, I won't let her know about it. <laughs> so anyways, no. So I, I paid eight bucks for it. And I looked it up online and they were going for $70. Whoa. Right? And, you know, it was very, it wasn't very, you know, it, it didn't stand out to me because I'm not a big Seinfeld guy. By the way, don't buy just what you like. Make sure you're looking up other items. And I actually, you know, maybe I need to watch. I've heard some good things about Seinfeld. It's pretty, it's Is good. it it's, worth my time? It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's okay. good. It's a show about nothing. I know a few things about Seinfeld. But so anyway, so I picked it up and sure enough, you know, it's great. I also at one time found an office a clue game, and those are going for about uh, 160 to 200 new. Right. And it was open or no? It was sealed. sealed. It was it was ah. crazy too. It was at a Goodwill, and it was in the women's shoe rack. What? <laughs> yeah. So, ever since that time, I've made sure that I always go over to the women's shoe rack, just or or around the store because you never know where people end up leaving stuff. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. All right. So, hey, I, I think we've I think we've gone pretty long. So, why don't we start wrapping things up? Talk talk to me about what you're looking forward to. You know, one of the things I'm really looking forward to um, last week was uh, my my anniversary, and we were, I went away with my wife, so I wasn't able to go uh, garage selling over the weekend. Um, and so I'm really excited to go garage selling again. I've been going to quite a few thrift stores and picking stuff up, but one of the bummers I noticed about thrift stores um, is that you don't have that wiggle room, right? Like there's a price tag on an item. Uh, not always. Could probably haggle a little bit, but but I don't think you can haggle as much as you can. No, no, you're stuff. right, you're right, you're right. And so I was, I, I kind of think I got like a little bit of an adrenaline rush at going to garage sales, getting items, knowing what I have in my hand is worth a bunch of money, and then 
being able to talk the person down lower and lower and lower on their price uh, so that my profit is even higher. So I'm really excited to do that. Nice. Uh, What about you? What are you looking forward to? So I haven't done this ever, and I'm kind of sad that I have to reveal this truth, but I've never gone to an auction. So I've done online auctions and online bidding, but I'm actually going to go to – it's still it's still an online auction, but you get to preview the items. And I've never gone and previewed items. So I'm going to go and I'm going to spend a couple hours and see if there's any finds. And hopefully at our next update show, I'll be able to update you whether it was profitable, whether it was worth my time. Nice. Yeah, that would be – that'd be fun. But I think you're right, maybe a little scary, right? Like just – I, I you know, see, I'm still so new that like getting a bunch of stuff at one time and – but I'm amazed at how much money I've been able to make um, just in this short amount of time. No, it's uh, from, been good. From, from what I've learned. So um, one of the things I just kind of want to throw out there to our listeners, um, if, you're, if you are a veteran seller, you've been doing this for a long time, um, there's, there's going to be stuff in here for you, right? Like part of the, the being relevant, uh, we're going to be talking about... Or you about can the, even help us. Yeah, please, like send in stuff that you know, um, Give us some some feedback. Call in, uh, mention us in Twitter, um, and 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 help us out. You know, this is a community. But if you're new, um, I just want to encourage you. Uh, I mean, Orlando, you might be too far away from this feeling, but but just kind of the 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 fear of the unknown and how does this work and am I going to make money? Oh no, I, I still get that all the time. Do you? Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that, that never goes away. That's good to know. Uh, but. There, it's it's doable. It's it's in some ways less work than I thought because it's exciting, it's fun, but it is work. And but it's a, I, I kind of want to say it's a sure bet, right? Like if you're doing your research, if you lo- know what it is you're buying, you're you're gonna make money. You're you gonna, can definitely you're, win. You're it, gonna walk away it's winning. A, it's a good scenario. So hey, I want to encourage you all to keep listening, keep following us on social media. Make sure on Instagram and Facebook you follow us at Pure Hustle Podcast. Also make sure on Twitter and on Snapchat at Pure Hustle Cast and on our website, purehustlepodcast.com, along with our YouTube, Pure Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from all of you. This is Orlando. And I'm Mike. Make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.